Our word of truth for today is from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of, our, of your fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal Peor. For all the men that follow Baal Peor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land whether ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. I want you to notice verse 1 again. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. And the title of our thought, the title of our word of truth, is Hearken to Do Them. That's from verse 1. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you for to do them. We are to hearken unto God's teaching, unto God's word. We are to pay attention to it. We are to learn from it. Then we are to apply it. We are to do. We are to live out his word in our life. Hearken to do them. Hearken to live out God's word in our life. Now God in this passage demands our diligent attention to his word and our diligence in acting out or living out or doing his word in our life. God wants us to be attentive to the reading, to the preaching, and to the teaching of his word whenever it occurs. God is reminding us of his authority over us. He is reminding us of his sovereignty and our obligation as his children, if we are saved, to be living out and doing the word of God in our life and with our life. So hearken to do them. Moses, having put before the Israelites the law and teachings of the Lord for their nation, calls upon the whole assembly in the most earnest and serious manner to consider what influence these teachings and laws ought to have upon their conduct and practice. He tells them here that doing the word of God should render them punctually obedient to the laws of God and to be very cautious and wary of offending him, either by the addition to his word by works, by ceremonies, by superstitious rites, or the flat-out altering of his word. Moses is teaching here that the absolute condition of their peaceful and happy enjoyment of their lives lies in how they respond to and how they live out the word of God in their life. We can apply that to ourselves. Are the condition of our peacefulness, our happiness, our true joy in our life is how we respond to, how we live out the word of God in our life. Now in our text, Moses emphasizes the importance of doing the law of the Lord that had already been poorly kept by this new generation of people he was leading. We need to emphasize the living out the word of God in our life, the applying the word of God in our life the doing the word of God in our life, to obeying the commandments of the word of God in our life. 
So first, let's ask the question, why should we do them? Why should we live out the word of God in our life? Why should we obey God's word? Verse 1 says that ye may live. Jesus' words serve as an appropriate consideration about doing the word of God or living out the word of God in our life. John 14, 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. True love for our Lord listens to the grave warning given by Moses. To be careful, we must watch our souls with all diligence our entire lives. It is not a blind obedience. Moses is about to teach them. So why do them? Why live out the word of God? Why do the word of God in our life? Because understanding is necessary if obedience is to be rendered. God's authority is given in the context of education with a view to application. As God's servant Moses will teach so that they may do. Just hearing the law is not sufficient. Hearing must be in order to do or live out with the knowledge of God's word and put it into actual practice in our life. Hearing preaching, hearing teaching, we must hear, but we must also understand. We must hear the Bible, we must hear it preached, but we must also understand the Bible, understand the preaching, understand the teaching. Now the Bible must be taught in such a way or must be preached in such a way that we can understand it or at least grow to understand it, grow in our comprehension of it, and ultimately grow in our application of it. So we need to understand the Word of God. And that understanding will grow. We start off as babes that desire the sincere milk of the Word. So we're not going to understand everything at first. But we should be growing in that comprehension, growing in that understanding, growing in that application. Let's look at Nehemiah chapter 8 in regards to this. Nehemiah chapter 8, starting verse 2. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. Now here in Nehemiah chapter 8 is clear that the important thing is all those that could hear with understanding. Ezra the priest brought the law, or God's word, before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding. We need to hear God's word with understanding. And in verse 8 of Nehemiah chapter 8, it says, So they read in the book, in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense, and caused them to understand the reading. They read distinctly. They read carefully. They explained as they read. They preached from the Word of God. They explained it. They taught. It says they gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. They gave the sense of the words. They explained the words. They explained what, what they meant. They said they caused them to understand the reading. And maybe they gave uh, ways they could apply that in their life. Maybe they gave examples. Maybe they gave illustrations. Maybe they gave everyday illustrations of what they were trying to teach from God's Word. But they read in the book of the law distinctly, carefully, distinctly, they read in the book of the law of God and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And verse 9 says, In Nehemiah, which is the Tershatha, and Ezra the priest the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept 
when they heard the words of the law. Notice the response to the hearing of the words of the law. It says, they were mourning, they were weeping. It says, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. They had a reaction, they understood it, and they were convicted by it. They had that reaction to it, that spiritual conviction. They knew they weren't living by it. They knew they weren't doing the word of God. They weren't hearkening unto the word of God to do them, to obey the laws, to apply the laws, like Moses had taught the people of Israel to do back in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1. We said, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them, that you may live and go and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. They were commanded to live out the word of God, to do the word of God. Now here in Nehemiah chapter 8, Ezra and the scribes and the Levites taught them, and they realized they weren't doing this. They weren't living out the word of God. They weren't hearkening unto his words. They weren't doing them. They did not hearken to do the word of God in their life. And they are being very convicted by that. Do we allow our hearts to be soft enough that we are convicted by the preaching? That we are convicted by the teaching of the word of God? Are we living out the word of God? Are we hearkening unto his word? and seeking to live out his word in our life, to apply his word in our life. And when someone points out, maybe teaches us, gives us the understanding, we realize we are not. Do we have the proper reaction of repentance like these Israelites did in Nehemiah, where they said they were weeping and mourning, they under conviction, they wanted to do that and realized they weren't. Do we have that kind of openness, that heart of repentance, when we realize we are not doing, we are not living out, we are not applying the word of God in our life? That we are not hearkening to do the word of God. So why do the word of God? Verse 1 in Deuteronomy chapter 4 says that they may live. We need to understand the word of God so we can live out and apply the word of God. We also, because we need to live out the word of God, we need to do the word of God because though culture may tell us to talk, to dress, to conduct ourselves one way, hearts that truly love the Lord seek to influence the culture with his ways. We must not allow culture to overcome God's word in our hearts, like it did in Israel's hearts. If we will take care to remember the fear of the Lord our entire lives, we will be further reminded of the importance of not growing slack. We need to live out, we need to do the word of God, we need to hearken unto the word of God, because the word of the Lord is not a burdensome thing to keep. His ways are full of life. When his statutes teach us his wisdom, it provides the opportunity for others to see and hear of the Lord's wisdom. How merciful is our Lord to always grant forgiveness to those who are repentant. May we learn a greater passion for doing the statutes of the Lord. The Lord is always willing wanting to grant forgiveness to those that are repentant. Like here in Nehemiah, we read of those, the reaction they had mourning and weeping because they realized they were not hearkening unto all the words of God, and, and they weren't living out all the words of God in their life, and they were repentant. And the Lord is always willing to give that forgiveness to those that have repentance, that come to him with a repentant heart. Colossians 3.23 says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, and not unto men. We are to keep the word of the Lord. We are to hearken unto his word, because his ways are full of life. His ways are not burdensome. And we are to act out, fulfill, live, and apply the word of God in our life to do it heartily, 
to do it with passion and not as as we are living it as we rightfully should unto God and not to put on a show to men. Not living out the word of God in a pharisaical fashion, but living it out truthfully from our heart, from the inside out. We should be passionate about living out the word of God in our life. Now we are commanded, also in this passage that we read in Deuteronomy, we are commanded not to alter the word of God. We are to hearken unto the word of God by keeping it pure. We are to hearken unto the word of God by, by not altering it. We are to hearken unto the word of God by making sure it is his pure word, his his word, and not adding to it, and not taking from it. It says, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it. Deuteronomy 4, verse 2. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. How are we going to make sure we hearken unto all the word of God? That we live out all the word of God? That we apply all the word of God in our life if we cannot trust the word of God that has not been altered. It has not been changed. It has not had man's words added to it. It has not had words taken away from it. We need to make sure we have God's authentic word. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you, so that we can live out the kind of life that we are supposed to. We have to have all the word of God have to have the pure word of God. Why are we commanded not to change the word of God? Why are we commanded not to change the word of God? Because we need the pure and complete word of God so we can know how to live and worship God the right way. Because we can see what happens to those in the past that have not hearkened unto the word of God, that have not hearkened to do the word of God or the will of God in their life. We, we can see that. We can see the, the bad example in the past of the, the, of the Israelites and others in the past are people we may know that we can see that they have not kept the word of God. We can see what's happened in their life. They've gone away from God's will and we can see what's happened as a result. So why are we commanded not to change the word of God? Because the law of God is the ultimate authority and it is the ultimate source of truth. It is the ultimate source of freedom. With the word of God, there is to be order. The two go together. The structured authority entailed in the legal codes in our society is what attempts to give us harmony and peace. There is a connection we often overlook between authority and freedom. God's word is the ultimate authority, and there is a connection we often overlook between authority and freedom. It is the authority of the law of the land which prescribes and protects our freedom. Is because of that authority that we can have freedom. For there to be freedom, there must be authority. The same holds true in our spiritual life. For there to be freedom from the bondage of sin, there must be an authority acknowledged in our life. And there must be laws, or there must be a book that we abide by and live by. There must be teachings that we keep. In other words, the Bible. We need to live by the Bible. They have freedom from the bondage of sin. There must and there needs to be an authority acknowledged in our life. And there must be some laws or some teachings or some precepts that's found in the Bible that we live our life by. So why are we commanded not to change the word of God? Because our life depends on us obeying and doing the will of God with our life. 
In verse 3, Moses uses the incident of Baal Peor. We find that incident in Numbers chapter 25. He uses that to illustrate from the Israelites' own history that their very lives depended on obeying and doing the word of God. Our lives, the true joy in our lives depends on us obeying and doing the word of God and the will of God with our life. We need to hearken unto the word of God, hearken to do the word of God in our life, to apply it, to live it out. Only those who hold fast the word of God with their life will live the blessed, joy-filled life God has planned for them. 2 Timothy 1.13 Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me, and faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Hold fast the Bible. Hold fast the sound words of God. Have it be your authority, the ultimate authority in your life. For if it is the ultimate authority of your life, you will have that freedom, that grace, to live by faith in Christ Jesus and through Christ Jesus, to have that joy-filled life. But we need to hearken to do the will of God. Hearken to do, to live out the word of God in our life. And also, we need to cleave unto the Lord. Verse 4 says, But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. Those that rejected God's authority were denied the freedom of the land. Those that did not have that ultimate authority of God or the ultimate authority of God's word were denied the freedom. They weren't free. They died as slaves to their own unbelief. But despite their unbelief, God was still going to be faithful to his promise. They died as slaves to their own unbelief because they did not acknowledge the ultimate authority of God in their life. We'll be slaves to sin if we do not acknowledge the ultimate authority of God and his word and what it teaches in our life. Now, central to our understanding of freedom, to living the lives God desires us to live, to enjoying all the benefits of life, it is crucial that we hear, that we follow, and that we live out the word of God. God has not left us in a dark to determine how we are to live. We are not bound to an eternity of determining or trying to figure out what is right and what is wrong. We have absolute truth. We have the ultimate authority. God has sought us. God has told us. God has told us who he is. And God has told us what he desires for us. His authority is revealed in His Word, and by His authority and the authority of His Word, we can have true freedom in our life. So how do you cleave unto the Lord? By loving His Word, by doing His Word, by meditating on His Word, by thinking about His Word. The Word of God is our life as Christians, and obeying God's Word keeps us in fellowship with Him. God's people need to be careful about not becoming too friendly with the world. This can lead to loving the world, letting ourselves be molded by the standards of the wickedness of the world. This kind of lifestyle lived out by a Christian invites the chasing of the Lord into their life. Hebrews 10, 30-31 For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord, and again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. We need to be cleavers to the Word of God and not leavers of the Word of God and its teachings. We need to cleave to God's Word. We need to hearken to God's Word. We need to hearken to do God's Word, to live out God's Word, to apply God's Word, to make sure it is the ultimate authority in our life so we can have that true freedom in our life. And we need to live out the knowledge we have about God in our life and do it. Verses 5 to 6 in Deuteronomy chapter 4. 
Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do so in the land, whether ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes, and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. So why do we need to live out the knowledge we have about God in our life and do it? Why do we need to hearken unto the word of God, to live out in our life, to do the word of God? Why do we need to do this? Because we simply have been taught to do it, and we are commanded by God to do it. Because it will help us to live in wisdom. It will help us to have wisdom and understanding in our life. Because living out and doing the word of God will give us a good reputation to those around us. Because time is short. There is an important reminder in these verses for us. With regard to the authority of God's word. With respect to those who have heard and are following God's commands. And those who are not. Jesus says the harvest is plenteous. But the laborers are few. The Bible tells us in the twinkling of an eye. And the trump shall sound. And all of us that are saved shall be caught up together in the Lord and forever be with him. But those that are not saved will be left to endure a terrible time on earth called the tribulation. Time is short. We need to make sure we are living out the word of God. We are hearkening to the word of God, hearkening to do the word of God in our life. And part of that doing regards the harvest. The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Are we doing our part to help bring in that harvest? And we need to live out the Word of God. We need to do the Word of God because of the twofold benefit that happens when we are obedient to God. Our obedience shows wisdom. Our obedience shows understanding. When others see that, they can see maybe a little bit of the character of God in our life or in our testimony. Wisdom is found in the conformity to God's authority. We need, we get the benefit of being seen to possess wisdom and understanding. And God gets the benefit of a good Christian testimony on display for others to see and for God to then use as a tool to help influence others to bring them to him. We need to live out the word of God. We need to hearken unto the word of God. We need to seek to do the word of God. Hearken to do his word. Hearken to live out his word. Time is short. It's very important that we are seeking to live out his word, to do his word, seeking to bring in that harvest, seeking to go out and bring them in, to compel them in, hear his word, to be a witness to others, to give out God's word, to give out the gospel and get people saved. Because in the twinkling of an eye, all those that are saved will be caught up together in the air, and all those that are not will be left here to endure a very terrible time on earth. You need to hearken to do God's word. Deuteronomy 4, 1 again. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them, that ye may live, and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. you. need to hearken to do God's word. Hearken to live out God's word. Need to submit to that ultimate authority of God and His Word in our life to have true freedom. If we're not submitting to God's ultimate authority, not living by the ultimate authority of His Word, the absolute truth of His Word, then we are slaves to sin. But to have true freedom, 
need to live for God. Have Jesus be our Savior. Invite him into our heart if we're not saved and, and then live by him. Live for him. Seek to live out his word in our life. That way we can have true freedom. Time is short. We need to hearken to do the will of God. Hearken to live out the word of God in our life and seek to give out his word and the gospel to as many others as we can. Thank you.